name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and God, amen. May the Lord bestow upon us his grace and his blessing now and up into the ages of all ages, amen. As we conclude in the first morning of the blessed holy Bustle week, in which our Lord perfects and begins the work of salvation for us in our life, we begin to see what the church has placed before us, the fig tree, as a reminder of what was in the beginning and what was lost and what also that we are called to be restored. There are actually many trees that we find in this week. Yesterday we saw the palm tree which was offering its leaves for the coming of the Lord and rejoicing in the Savior uh, who was born for them to save them from sin. Today we, we saw the fig tree and in the coming days we will also see uh, the picture and the portrait of uh, other events of the Lord. Tomorrow evening we'll see the spike nard, which is poured on the feet of the Lord. And afterwards we will see uh, the, in, in Wednesday in the prophecy, we will see Ephraim and Israel, which is placed for us as the fruit which the Lord was coming to partake of. And it's usually depicted as the vine of the Lord. On Thursday, we will continue to see the, the vine and in the evening, we will see the olive tree, which is a portrait for us of the peace of God, the sacrifice, the vigil and prayer. And on Friday, we will see the tree of the cross in all of its glory. In the evening of Friday, we will see all of the trees that were presented together, even from the time of Exodus and throughout uh, the work of the Lord that, are, that offer its spices and its fragrance to the crucified one and the Savior of our souls. Today, the Lord is asking for the fruit. What is the fruit of the tree in which I prepared? This is understood not only for the tree of Israel, but also for every soul that is seeking for us prayer, vigil, virtue, and salvation from all of the work. I was asking the teachers who were teaching the people of Israel without understanding the prophecies. He was asking the disciples on Thursday of those to stay with him and to labor with him to be fruitful in their prayer. He's asking each one of us, where is our virtue? Where is our faith? Where is our fruit in which he prepared for us? As each one of us are trees planted in the paradise of joy, that is to bring forth fruit and bring forth fruit abundantly, 30, 60, 100 fold, in every offer, offering of the liturgy that the church reminds us of this. We know <clears throat> that this was not the proper time for the figs. We know that even as if we were to ask you today for the fruit of Holy Bascha, you would say we just are beginning in its prayers. And if someone were to come even in the beginning of their service and, got, and Abuna or one responsible would ask for the fruits of their service. But here the Lord is asking not for the results of our works, but for the works themselves. For the virtue in which, as we see the fruit of the Holy Spirit, the love, joy, peace, gentleness, kindness, goodness, all of the things which uh, every Christian should have that we examine ourselves, even though it may not seem 
the proper time to ask. The first excuse which we give is that we don't have time. That we don't have time even in these days for anything. But uh, the faithful one is the one who is seeking the Lord in every time, even in the midst of his work, in the midst of his obligations, in the midst of his duties. These, this is the week in which we struggle and we fight for more and more time and how we can put Christ before our eyes and his words in our ears every time and every moment of this very valuable week. As the Lord who told uh, in the parable, he said, you have ought to done these without leaving the others undone. How that we put the priority of the gospel in our daily schedule and in our daily work how we seek the to, to reap fruit in each day in our life as if in the early morning but when the dew comes upon all of the trees we find that it gives the the sustenance it gives life for every tree even in a, the, that the amount of its water is very little but it does a good, valuable work. And even though our time may be short, even in the morning, but how that we can spend the valuable, condensed time sitting with the Lord to bring forth fruit in this day. That's why you look in the Gospel reading uh, yesterday, and also you look in the prayer of and the homily of St. Shenouda the Archmandrite, that he was saying how that we can sit alone with ourselves in the evening and also early in the morning to reap abundant fruit. These are the days uh, which we can reap abundantly, especially in these times. We may lack fruit because not just the lack of time or the lack of priority, but also the lack of water. Water, when growing any plant, it needs to be in the right amount and it needs to be in the right time, consistently. Especially in the early days when it's uh, early fruit uh, is not even yet seen, but when it's just starting to bud. If it's too much water, it will drown. If it's not enough, it will die very quickly. So the consistency in our spiritual life, it helps to bring forth fruit. That's why we say, in order to bring forth a new virtue or a new practice or a new habit in the life, it needs consistency. Most of the uh, psychologists say over 30 days, 31 days of every day keeping the same schedule. And this week is very valuable in our life because it has put for us a very clear program for prayer and for praise, for meditation uh, and for, for hymns, everything that we need puts as a perfect week. Of course, we can't continue in the same schedule the rest, but it gives us a charge and an energy so that we can start afterwards uh, in our small condensed amount with the same power. One may also lack fruit because of lack of focus. Also in these days, there's so much uh, to see, to hear, to read, we are being bombarded continuously with information and with conversations and with decisions have to make 
as if a, a plenty, plethora of water, but it could be scattered uh, throughout a large piece of land. But the water is ineffective unless it is focused and channeled uh, by uh, its two ends. The difference between water that is in a plain and a river, which are those things that control it. So not just to attend the services and to be in church, not just fighting to read through what we have to read through and to pray what we have, but how we can be focused in all of this week in, in our prayers, in our meditation, if we can put one virtue or one work or one theme that we are looking through in every gospel. I was thinking in these days and reading much about uh, the gaze of Christ and the theme of love in all of the gospels. One person would take grace and how God's grace is found in every day and in every reading. Another person may look at the mercy. Of course, love is above mercy and before there was sin, there was no mercy. But someone could examine how the merciful Lord is looking in each of the Gospels, in each of the prophecies, and how it is fulfilled uh, through our life. Another person may look at the strength of the faithful uh, and how that they respond to the Word of God in all of the days. Another person could look at the different types of sacrifice that are that are offered and presented in each day of the week. Um, <clears throat> so not just to have uh, the lack of time or the lack of priority or the lack of focus, but also we'll see there could be a lack of depth of the soil. We're also bombarded by superficiality in every sense of the word, even to speak many words and not have a power of words, or to go to many places and not have one place, or to speak with many people and to not have the deep, the depth of relationship. Someone calls this the curse of our generation, that we are blessed with many things, but yet the value of them also seems to be depleted. In these days, we can search for a depth of soil so to reap the great fruits which only which comes through a lot of work and a lot of sacrifice how you can go in the depth in one word or the depth of one prayer whether it be the jesus prayer whether it be whether it be the prayers of our father whether it be the prayer uh, of for mercy or compassion how that can be repeated in our life to go in the depth of our prayer and our work. If we take one of the examples, as I mentioned, the gaze of love which the Lord looks in this day at the tree that is lacking fruit. He looks and spends much time at this tree that has many leaves and yet has no fruit. And the disciples were surprised when they saw him looking at this tree, because there were many trees in Israel, especially in this time. This was uh, the, the beginning of the spring, and many of the trees start to bring forth its fruit and its flowers. But he stopped at this one tree, 
and began to look deeply at it. And the disciples again were surprised. The Lord looks at each one of us and sees all of what is good and all what is lacking. As he looks in the book of Revelation to each one of uh, the souls, each one of the cities, each one of the people, and says, I see what is good and I see what is lacking. And with his gaze, he is also able to direct us in the proper way to what is needed to be done. He, Saint Athanasius, he says that God has created us in his image in order for us to recognize him. And when he comes to us, he also examines every soul to see what is lacking. He looks to Zacchaeus and he tells him, come down because what you are lacking is not just the height to see me, but the depth of a relationship to understand. You are lacking any friendship. You are lacking any relationship. You are lacking the source of love. You had much money, but you did not know how to spend until uh, you, you saw me, and now he was giving all he has to the poor in order to fulfill the gospel. He needed just one look at the Savior, and the Savior with his pierceful gaze was able to bring forth much fruit from Zacchaeus who was in the sycamore tree. He was able to look at Saul and to say, why are you persecuting me? And with few sentences was able to change. He looked to the Samaritan woman as no one else looked to her before and was able to bring forth upon her the fruit not just to save her own, the salvation for her own life, but also for the whole city. He looked to the rich young man and it said, and he loved him. And because of that, uh, he was uh, moved to go and sell all that he had, although not all responded in the same way. But uh, this was with one gaze how we can pierce not just in our own life but also for others to bring forth fruit in our life and in others. He looked to St. Peter in the time of his suffering and St. Peter wept bitterly because he remembered that the Lord told him about his own weakness. And he never forgot afterwards that day who he was and who he was called to be. He looked at the woman caught in adultery and the accusers in, in a way that nobody else could look at, at her. And he defended her. And when the other people also continued to accuse her, he looked to the ground and he wrote uh, even what we are not certain of, exactly what he wrote, but he wrote uh, in, in the words most people believe of the gospel, of the commandment. And they realized their own sin. They came to judge. But because the Lord pointed to them their own lack of obedience, they could no longer leave in judge in judgment. <clears throat> Today, 
instead of fruits being in season, the doubts are the ones that are abundant. And also one cannot be fruitful if there is in the midst of doubt, in the midst of the uncertainty, in the midst where there are a lot of leaves and it seems to be a fruitful life, it seems to have work that is done for the sake of God. But there's, uh, there could be a lack of fruit because of this uh, lack of faith. What is the most painful cause of the lack of fruit, which is the lack of relationship? Like the five foolish virgins who had the, their lamps, they were living uh, a life that, uh, of virginity, they were in the right place, at the right time, but they did not have the oil. Or those who said, you preached in our streets, but he said, go away from me, I do not know you. The knowledge of God, which is what is the fruit which we are seeking. This was what the Lord was seeking for us, the relationship with us, that we know him and he knows us. That if we were to find the pearl of great price that we would go and sell all that we have to claim it. That the value of the word of the gospel that comes for us speaking to us as living members. This is the work which we are here, we are, have been created for. The time in this world for us is short. And even if one lives 70, 80 years or more, that we will be surprised that even in all of our days that the time feel to pass like a vapor. The days in which we do not discover this fruit and do not meet and dialogue with our Lord, then we can't count them in the, the fruitful days that bring forth this work of God. If we were to take just one of the verses, or one of the passages, or one of the examples, or one of the persons in all of these pages of the book that we will go through this day, and go deeply in them, I think we can pull from it treasures new and old, and bring forth abundant fruit. If we look around in the, the city that we are, it is lacking much fruit. And if we reap a hundredfold from it, we will be able to distribute to many others what we have. As if someone who is full of the zeal of God, they're able to bring forth the powerful message of the gospel to all who are in need. The Lord told the disciples when he sent them the first time, he said, do not greet anyone along the road. So why? Because they were full of the zeal and of the message that they knew that they had to go to a certain place and do this work. So he said, if you greet one another and spend too much time in discussing about the weather, about what's happening in the world, about things that are not as irrelevant, not as important, then the zeal of the gospel, the flame, would start to be a little bit weak. When we leave here, and when we leave in our homes 
to go to do our work. That we need that powerful zeal and the flame of the love of God always burning very quickly. So not to waste our time and to waste our days, to waste our conversations, to have fruitless life or fruitless conversations. That our purpose and our objective is clear. We seek our salvation and the salvation of many others. Whether we are at work or at school or at home or with friends, but how that we can work truly for the salvation of our souls and for those who hear us. May the Lord rich us, richly bless us with every spiritual blessing and bring forth upon us the joy of His holy resurrection for many years and peaceful times. Lord be to him now and ever into the ages of all ages. Amen.